The GFL, the Garfather of Fantasy Football Leagues. Created from the pre-internet mind of Garland Levitt, with stats tracked on college-ruled paper taken directly from an artifact called a newspaper. The GFL has stood the test of time, becoming one of the largest and most passionate leagues in America. From podcasts to fantasy pros, there is never a dull moment for those brave and cool enough to take on its challenge year in and year out. For over a quarter of a century, the GFL has annually brought together friends while breaking many hearts along the way. Now steered by the steady commission hand of Matt Handy, with continued support and assistance from its namesake founder, one thing is certain, a better fantasy football league does not exist. I'm the sensitive G-spot and former commish of the GFL, Garland Levitt, along here with current commish Matt Handy. And Matt, after all the build-up, all the research, all the work on the podcast for us, and all my inebriation at our draft party, week one has finally arrived. Although we hardly came to Apple, Matt, as podcast virgins. We, and by we, I mean mostly you, since you have been the one who has taken on all of the broadcasting and publishing duties and responsibilities for this endeavor, have definitely had some kinks and growing pains to work out to bring this avid fantasy football audience the production value befitting the high level, the high level of substance and content that you and I routinely turn out week to week during the NFL season. To that end, being the perfectionists we are, Matt and I are sad to report, to lead off the show today, we've got a couple news items here, we are sad to report that we were given no choice but to abort our first Apple podcast child, affectionately known as episode number 34, that we call Test Drive for a couple reasons. One being something I must, Matt, take accountability on myself, being that I asked Matt's two-year-old daughter Harlow, who made a surprise appearance to comment on our home sex change kit sponsor, Ronco, from last year, which, as we know, Matt, would be a huge turnoff to our primarily Bible Belt demographic audience that we know we have through our analytics. The other uh, main reason we deleted it was, and how can I put this nicely? Okay, I guess I can't. Our other special guest for that episode, besides the two-year-old, Matt, I'm sure you I'm sure you remember the normally engaging and insightful Eric Graw. Matt, and I hate to be cruel, but let's just be real. Eric's performance that night on that podcast was such an unmitigated disaster for various reasons. It was almost like he was totally non-existent throughout the entire episode. That being said, I think our GFL podcast episode number 34 did have some good content. No thanks to Graw. But certainly because of you and me, Matt. So I just have a sneaking suspicion this episode will go down someday in infamy as a GFL cult classic. And it wouldn't surprise me if we get random requests from our loyal listeners for years asking to know in which GFL vault we are keeping the footage and its whereabouts. Another news item, Matt, moving forward to on this episode number 36. Um, you know, we have so much to look forward to, Matt, on our new Apple platform. I mean, not only do we have our new GFL podcast Night Rider theme intro that we are debuting for these conference preview shows, we are releasing simultaneously on Apple. Got to get that plug in there. But I know both of us are really looking forward to expanding our listenership now that we are on Apple as well. In order to do that, though, Matt, although you know I try to question your steady hand, as we say in the intro, as little as possible. <laughs> especially since you have done such a tremendous job getting us up and running on Apple. But I just can't hold my tongue on this issue any longer. Matt, I'm sure you probably noticed our test drive episode analytics before we deleted it, and it showed that we had over 40 
unique listeners that were not even league members because we never told them about it. With potential like this, I feel compelled to press our venerable commish why he would seemingly sabotage our listenership going viral by pinning us with an explicit rating on Apple. Come on, Matt, maybe by 2006 standards, but last time I checked, I think we were showing bong smoking and dicks on Comedy Central and other new sh- other show cable shows these days, so I think it'd be fine. Matt, it's time to give you the floor to explain yourself to GFL Nation. It's great to be with you, and I can't wait to get to the main entree tonight and tackle our conference preview, uh, our conference preview on this episode, the GFC, after recording the little conference sister of the poor preview for the VFC last week. How stoked are you for week one, my friend? <laughs> it's good to be here. You know, I was a little worried. Is it bad? You, you, you were coughing throughout that entire trip. <laughs> well, you know, last year I was I was sick. hoping that was laughing, but I think I knew better. No, it was actual laughter. Last year I had COVID. This year I got bronchitis. So I'm doing well with the... Uh, with the sicknesses here, you know, when you told me your intro was a little long, I, I was I was a little worried, but that was six minutes of glory uh, for me to listen to. But um, you know, <laughs> six, I can't believe you said don't make it six minutes. And I, I said don't make it seven or eight minutes, and you made it six, and it was six minutes of. Uh, I mean, it's the best six minutes you're ever going to hear. Uh, I was. <laughs> I, told, I told Matt we'll we'll get to shortening things next week. Because you're right, really on Apple, we got to tighten it up a little bit, but I I just had to go with it. Yeah, we don't need to shorten any lower than six, okay, for, for various reasons, obviously. But, uh, you know, for our GFL Nation and, uh, hey, you know what, even our non-GFL Nation, if we actually had 40 unique listeners, shocked to hear that, actually. Um, you know, when you've got two-year-olds and sex changes and penis pumps and uh, things like that, and, um, you know, Gar, uh, you know what, though, i got to be honest, it is 2023, they can choose whatever they want now. Okay, you got, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, you know, I don't think it was actually an explicit rating after all. I actually think it was more like a G-rated version, okay? And so I will no longer hit explicit. I only hit explicit because we say the word fuck, shit, and damn pretty much the whole time is what we do, mm-hmm. okay? And, and Matt, that's what, I, that's what I was pointing out. And, I mean, you know, anything goes, Matt. It's 2023. It's not like when you and I were hitting the scene together in 08, dude. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Look at the other side. (laughs) Think back to some of the stuff we used to say at the bar back in the day. That would never work this time or this in this day. It was 15 years ago. That would never work. This is why I could be single for a long time now, man. Oh my! You know, like I remember one time I was hanging out with Pat and Marcus. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you remember that. uh, That or not? Actually, we we saw you that night. That was. I think that was like you just decided to go for a walk at like two in the morning or something like that. Okay, or yeah, and then we found you with a group of people like we always end up. But um, we were we were pregaming at the uh, at this at, know, restaurant bar, whatever it was, and I was being genuine because some woman over there was drinking a like a you know, whatever these light drinks are. Was it Michelob Ultra or something mm-hmm, like sure. that? Right. And so I said, I'll be Bud Light, Coors Light. I mean, you know, there is a light beer industry, Matt. In yes, I know, I know, but. Um, so I, I said, Hey, Michelob Ultra, are you just, or what are you, are you watching your figure or something? And I was genuine. I was actually genuine by saying that. Okay. But she, uh, she took it the wrong way. She thought I was being an asshole, you know, but nowadays, dude, I'm sure I would get like, I'll probably get arrested. I'm a white guy talking about someone watching their figure. Okay. Uh, and I'm straight too. I mean, we've got a whole bunch of issues basically going on with that, you know? So it's. <laughs> Never. Gonna, oh man, man never. Gonna tell me these stories. I mean, that that sounds like a nice thing to avoid right now. I mean, yeah, probably so. But anyway, Gar, I was kind of getting excited to go out there. Now you're, you're having me second guess myself. Yeah, um, Gar, I would. You know, man, I was, oh, I was trying to be in a good mood for this too, man. This is really pissing me off. <laughs> well, you know what, Gar, go ahead and uh, go ahead and woo saw that one out. And, you know, go and get your pink stuff out and make yourself feel better about yourself. Because guess what? Tonight we've got. This is one of the. This is one of the podcast episodes. No, no sulking now, Matt. No, you turn me around real quick. This is one of the podcast episodes I look forward to every year. More, I mean, I look forward to the 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 GFL. Excuse me, the um, uh, the GFL title game. I look forward to the. the I look forward to that game 
you know, the Garlando Bowl preview every single year. It's so much fun, especially last year when we did the press conference, right? That was a lot of fun to add. It was media day or press conference, whatever we labeled it. It was a lot yeah, tell of fun. The audience, tell our new Apple audience with those 40 new listeners, like, what that what that means, Matt. How do we do the press conference? So we, we you know, uh, we invite the two, uh, the two Garlando Bowl. The Garlando Bowl is what we call our our championship game and it's been that way for a long time and named what, after a legendary named after the garland it's the garlando <laughs> lombardo trophy it's got your name etched in if you win it uh the whole nine yards anyway we we invite the two this is the first time we did it last year we invite the two uh participants on to have uh, have a media day and have press conference just like they would in the actual nfl and we asked him some stupid ass questions and things like that last year we happen to have probably two of the best people you could possibly imagine be in the championship game just for media day purposes with Jay and Lane because they're so funny and they're like Jay is like right up in your face funny like Chris Farley like you know he's a very he's a very emotional kind of funny and Lane's just so subtle and chill it's almost like you know he just is laughing in your face pretty much you know it's it's awesome dude so two of the best guys you could possibly ask for and it was a great episode too unfortunately. I still have it on my phone, man. Actually, uh, with the uh, with the other app we were using, but of course the sound quality and the music quality nowhere near what we're uh, experiencing right now. But oh, they they were great. You know, we had like walk, I had like walk up music, like coming to the ring yeah. music, and, <laughs> and they were trash talking each other. And um, you know, Jay had the worst wide receivers of a Garland Garlando Bowl winner ever. So we've got some great humor there. And Lane being a professional broadcasters former sugarland space cowboys or skeeter now space cowboys announcer i mean he was funny he came prepared and ready to go to oh, yeah. play some clips had them respond to clips i mean you asked them some great question really wearing your uh 1880s like journalism hat going to report <laughs> with, your, <laughs> with your flip paper and your pencil i mean it was it was great and you know it was uh well i think that'll be one we we continue for sure Definitely. so listen the audience has that to look forward to uh this year as well but uh matt Matt, you talked about uh, traditions and all the Garlando monikers and names. Matt approved, and I, you know, he called me out, and I questioned it, but he went with it. We, uh, for marketing purposes on Apple, Matt, you should tell people how we changed our uh, our league name. Oh yeah, <laughs> so so I went into last week on how the pixels and megapixels and all that kind of stuff went right now in terms of the yeah we had to design an image certain uh, size requirements matt played amateur graphic design designer exactly uh, (laughs) education but meanwhile you know here at my office i have a professional guy that could you know could save matt three hours (laughs) pretty much (laughs) we end up handing off to him but not without a noble effort from you matt but anyway yeah tell him about the the logo itself we handed off to gar's aforementioned uh, actually semi-professional graphic design guy according to your text message right and <laughs> so we uh, he was working for my company i can you know i'm just you know, giving a little plug on apple exactly you're, you're probably you're probably right go ahead exactly so anyway we pay him semi-professional there you so go, go ahead. there you go so the you know I, I get the artwork from it looks good too actually i like it i think some uh, i've got it for the channel on on the podcast page and like that um Maybe, uh, maybe it's the one internally. I'm not sure if the, it's the one you actually see when you do searches, whatever it is. But it's not important. The funny thing about it was that I look at it, right, and it says Garlando Fantasy League, okay. And I'm, 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 you know, you know, you when you look at something, you kind of touch your head, like, huh, that looks wrong for some reason. But you know, maybe, it, maybe it isn't. You know, so I text you. I'm like, you know, your dude put Garlando Fantasy League on there. Um, are you sure it's not the Garlando Football League? Like, I, I feel like, have I been not understanding what this league is for 11 or 12 years and I'm the, commissioner, the commissioner. And I'm commissioner of the league? Did I not know what the actual name of this thing actually was? And it took you like a, I don't know, a better part of a day to get back to me because you were with your son and everything like that. So I'm sitting there racking my brain. I'm like, dude, dude was this, has this really been the Garlando yeah, Fantasy you, League the whole time? You never foresee this answer. But yeah, you're definitely puzzled. I'm so confused, and so then you're like, yeah, it probably is the Orlando Football League, but we can still roll with it for Apple purposes. I was like, okay, fine with me, it works, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's um, all about the branding, man. It's absolutely. like the art of the deal, dude. It's all about branding. Absolutely. So, uh, anyway, we got that handled, but yes, we are uh, we are live back on uh, Apple Podcasts again. Had to, delete the ch- had to delete the channel and reset it because... 
Apple and probably. Girl, and, oh, we got to come clean about Graw. Graw's gonna be all offended, like what I was shitty. He was, yeah, no, Graw, you Graw, you weren't shitty at all, man. You're actually fantastic. What happened was when I had you leave early, uh, cut you out of the whole, uh, <laughs> cut you out of the whole podcast. Apparently, so we got all this dead silence for it. I can't, Graw. You're yeah. at ten minutes of the episode. We have ten minutes of dead silence. We just can't. <laughs> Matt, we're too the quality, like I said, that we try to turn out and the product each week. We just can't, especially as the first episode, because yeah. people get interested, they're gonna go to the first. Episode. It just couldn't be that way. Girl. Well, I feel Sorry. bad for I feel bad for anyone who happens to actually look for this podcast. First of all, because you're looking for you and I talking the entire time, which is bad <laughs> enough as it is, but it's also one of those two where. Um, it starts off with episode 35, right? That's what our first episode is on this podcast. Obviously, we've done 34 previous ones without being on Apple, but people may be, people may be looking, you know, wondering where the first 34 episodes of this of this show are, and they're going to be like, what the fuck is this going on, you know? So, <laughs> Matt, you can email them to them one by one in those audio files. Absolutely, absolutely but... No, and that's man. what I'm saying. What is going real quick before we get on this preview? It's only been what five minutes. Oh, it's been fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes, whatever. What are we gonna do with episode thirty-four? I mean, we gotta somehow put it in some sort of time capsule and keep it somehow. Uh, you know what? I think it's. I mean, do we don't even have the original? We don't even have like the. Uh, what do you call it? The unredacted. That's the redacted form. We don't even have the unredacted form anymore. <laughs> we have the re- all we have is the redacted form taken out. Gross, you know, Grosso, because you know he probably said some highly sensitive, confidential, and GFL information that we were not that he did not have authorization to um, to put out there. Uh, you know, and probably very similar to him. You know, having a, a garage full of GFL documents next to his Corvette. You know, some stuff like that, you know, and, you know, so we, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we kind of Nick, we redacted it, got rid of the unredacted form, uh, you know, cause our GFL headquarters, man, it's run very much like Washington. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's corrupt as all hell. All right. So, we're, you know, that's what <laughs> and, we and, you know, but Matt, we have some really techie guys, techie, techie, what Bible beating guys yeah. uh, in this, uh, in this league. And I just have, I know that they can get on the dark web. And I mean, you may think you got that thing bottled up, but you mark my words, like I said in the intro, it's going to be a cult class. Oh, it will. It was what? 40 minutes, 41 minutes. Of, uh, somewhere. Yeah. yeah true. I think gold. I said true to form 37, 48. And then, I think it was about 40 minutes overall is what it was. And then, of course, I had Graw leave early. And by him leaving the studio early, which I had no idea what happened, it completely cut him out of the whole thing. So uh, I, guess we know for, I guess we know for next time, if, you, uh, need, if you're a guest on this show, don't leave early, otherwise it's not going to get you, you know. And so. remember, and Graw, you weren't there because, of course, Matt got rid of you and kicked you kicked you off stage, as it turned out, uh, for the entire episode. But I even uh, – I, I listened to it because it was on Apple for a while. I listened to it, and I questioned Matt why – I mean, if we're going to end the show, why does Graw have to leave? Yeah. You know? So it's like Matt said he wanted to test it out, and I'm thinking in my head, like, why would Matt even think that this is, like, an issue? But he – it's like he had a sixth sense and knew it, and there you went. Well, you know how you have an idea that goes into your head and it sounds like a good idea at the time just for test purposes. But when you really look back on it, you're like, yeah, that was completely pointless. You know, that's what that's what that was. You know, well, was, that's what I was thinking. I just couldn't figure out why. You <laughs> yeah. But it's so interesting that you were right. It did come up to be an issue. Hilarious. I, I guess so. And now we know people can't drop it. Actually, that could benefit us moving forward. Now for, sure. for sure. For sure. Because imagine, right. imagine us having a whole podcast. Someone leaves early and then their whole their whole bit goes out the window because they dropped well it's good we got rid of that one and we started fresh with last week's yeah one we got that of course they're all gonna be great yeah anyway all right let's get rolling let's let's get to our my like i said this is one of my if i have it's three favorite podcast episodes of the year uh let's just say i do uh then this is one of my top three favorites just because it's the gfc preview it's the conference that you and i are both in the one that we obviously hold near and dear to our hearts Love the VFC. Don't get me wrong, because it's our it's our competing conference. But uh, this is the one where it kind of this is the this is just the one that I, you know it, it's a lot of fun just because you and I are in the conference, and of course we'll talk about our own teams. But we also have my brother in the conference. You've got you know we've got the the Bengals in the conference. You know we've got uh, Steve. We got Graw. I mean these are guys that I personally go way back with you know i mean until you know probably about when our first time when i met you so we've got a 
a lot of guys in here. Should be a lot of fun, man. I I, I enjoy. I love this podcast. I love this episode of all of our podcast for sure. And just to introduce it one more time for our uh, new Apple audience here, what we do is this is a big league. This is an eighteen team league, and we split up these conferences uh, with two leagues, both from from my life. I have my uh, summer camp league, the Vista Football Conference, the VFC. Uh, which started uh, circa around like, oh, 2000, 2001, maybe 1999, um, somewhere around that time. And then my home league, the uh, what we call the GFC, which was the GFL, uh, started in 1996, where, yes, I literally, for the first three or four years before we got on the internet, uh, called people on a telephone, man, not a cell phone. I couldn't text it. I'd actually pick up something and may have even had a wire attached to it and have to call people and add up stats from the Houston Chronicle typically on, yeah, college ruled. I mean, it may have been like middle school ruled, man. I think I may have used some old paper that I used to use like a middle school or elementary school, actually. So that's how that happened. Um, and so in 2000, uh, after the 2011 season, me and uh, Kevin Dalrymple, one of the members, a great camp friend of mine, member of the VFC, one of our better managers, uh, were having uh, lunch. Actually, we were watching football. We were having more than lunch. We were drinking it up, watching some football on a Sunday. And uh, came up with this idea of merging the leagues together. It was well-received. A lot of the people knew each other already, and here we are. Matt came on in uh, 2012, very green, as I said last week, by fantasy football standards, and won the league with some beginner's luck yeah. uh, his second year. And uh, um, we used to write these very long – I used to write these very long treatises, I call them, Homerian epics every week on uh, recapping the action and previewing the, the uh, next week's games. And it just got taxing. Uh, my life got taxing. Oh, man, Matt, my Matt, life's about to be in ways more taxing, but also less taxing. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. But uh, eventually just decided I didn't want to write that stuff anymore. And so uh, I was thinking about stepping down as commissioner and wanted to. And uh, Matt stepped up and uh, uh, I just he we had talked for several years and he had so, shown such a passion for the league. I knew he, I had a sense because we know each other. So I probably want to do it. So here we are. And then, of course, Matt had the suggestion to go back because he didn't like writing those things either back to <laughs> go to a podcast. And so now. I'm basically doing just as much as I always did, but it's just a lot more fun with Matt. Yeah. So the story it's... of the conferences. And Matt, can you also uh, comment, of course, but do you know the overall record between these conferences? And I know the GFC's won three Garlando Bowls in a row. Yeah, actually, I can pull it up right now. So I've got a stats page. This thing is a work. It, it's like my work of art, basically. This should go with me to the grave, essentially. It says all of our, and the league knows it, but, you know, of course, for that one new listener that we may get, basically has... You know our overall records from our entire time we've been in the in, in the uh, in the league, uh, and this actually since the merger because of course like we said there was a a GFC uh, was it a uh, Garlanda Football League and a Vista Football League prior to this so we don't have any information you know and basically for me it doesn't matter before the merger this is what it matters he doesn't have that I mean we know who won and stuff yeah. so we do have that and we you know people who are, were in those leagues had the information yeah. too because they were in the leagues and so they can go back through Yahoo and look at the it, funny so. thing is it's kind of high it's kind of like a hybrid stat sheet because there are some records out there like for example you versus Troy uh, you versus Troy right you're 18, you're, uh, let's see, you're 14 and 18 versus Troy, right? That's but right. And so that, see, Matt does have records that, because I, I wrote down records, right. put them together and put it into a Word doc, sent it to Matt, he put it in Excel. So for certain things, Matt, you do have the historical information. I do. So that's important for people to know, too. I do. I still actually have the old, uh, you know, prior to the merger, I still have playoff appearances and things like that for all those different people, but... You know, I've got a career playoff stats from uh, from the merger. So, for example, Gar, you've had four playoff appearances um, and a run three title. Yeah, four playoff appearances, five wins, three losses, eight total playoff games. Your win percentage is six, is, you know, point six two five. Yeah, gotcha. and so on and so forth. Exactly. Matt's got it very detailed, really good. So. Exactly. Yeah. So now yeah. we've got the you know the career conference head to head, GFC versus VFC. Uh, the overall right now. So I've got it from 2012 all the way to 2022. They kicked the shit out of us last year. So they won 33-21, which is the highest – yes, it is the – no, excuse me, the second highest shellacking um, in the history of the of, – of since the merger, essentially. They also – they beat us 27-13 in 2014. But overall, we're losing 239-229 uh, to, uh, to the VFC right now just because of that destruction of last year. Yeah, it, it was an absolute destruction. I mean, we were very lucky 
um, to win to, to, to win our third Garlando Bowl in a row because it's kind of like in the American culture here. You're either a winner, or you're a loser. So even though we got shellacked 27 13, whatever you said it was, we're still the winner. So take that score. Yeah, exactly. So. And Matt, I do have to comment one thing on you know Matt's historical record keeping. Matt's kind of like the boyfriend of the GFL, his commissioner now. Doesn't want to think about all the other uh, girlfriends of the past. Or he, he's the boyfriend doesn't want to think about all the other boyfriends that his girlfriend had in the past. So yeah, Matt, a lot did happen while you weren't here. So I know, I know, but it doesn't matter. None, none of it matters until I get into the into the frame. Okay, that's all that matters. So uh, we know, <laughs> we know record. how the, we know how it operates. But yeah. All right, man. Preferences, yes. Let's let's go. Let's yeah, get rolling. Let's go here. So we've got a good. I uh, got a good. Probably forty-five minutes to preview the conference. Um, you know, we've. Uh, of course, we uh, we have. We you know what we can do. We can start with our defending champ. Let's do that, okay? Because uh, Jay's the defending champion this year uh, for the the first first league championship. Uh, what? I guess first GFL title. He won a he won a Garlando Bowl title. Um, I felt bad, Matt. We didn't talk about it more at the draft as we're presenting his trophy because Jay is a great fantasy manager. He's got a good record in the GFL, too. And he's yeah. made Orlando Bowls, plenty of playoff appearances, but just shows, Matt, how random and uh, lucky you need to be in ways to win. You did. Jay, someone as good as Jay could go 22 years before he actually won one. Yeah. Should, that shows how difficult the journey is. I mean, he came close in 2013, but then got drubbed in the championship by yours truly. Yeah, i got to throw that in there, obviously. But, um, you know, a Jay... Jay so with other boyfriends, Matt, and other years before you even got here, he a- got close too. Absolutely. You know what's funny? This is probably this was Jay's Jay's had much better teams in the past compared to last season's team, right? Much better teams. It didn't even come close to winning a championship. And last year's team somehow ended up winning the whole thing. Um, you know, with uh with almost becoming um a classic of a lineup. He had two strong running backs. He had uh, last year he had Eckler and Saquon because Saquon dropped so deep, but he ended up having Olave who came around pretty good, Hodgins who ended up becoming pretty decent, and then somebody else I can't remember. But then his quarterback was—I don't even know who his quarterback was—but it was you know he 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 ended up pulling out wins, man. And, you know, and this kind of goes to the form I've been telling you about with with fantasy football. You need about two to three heavy hitters that get you fifteen to twenty points a game if you can get. If you can find a way to have an average of 60 points between either two or three people, right, and then you have that, it's just a formula, and you can have 5, 10 points between your other players, you get yourself up to 100, 110 points a week, you have a chance to, in this league, with how big it is and how the squads are, you have a chance to win every week when you get up to about 95 to 110 points. You have a chance. You know, and not, you're not going to win every week, but you've certainly got a shot. You know, that's what he did. Man, I got to question your memory a little bit. I mean, he had the best quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, on his team last year. He got 37, 37 points in the uh, championship game. I forgot Tom Brady uh, was in the league. La- I'm sorry, was uh, was on his team last year. I forgot about that. Wow. I know he bitches and moans about his uh, – I thought he had Lamar Jackson for a while or some shit like that because he bitches and moans about Lamar all the time. So, uh, anyway – Jay, let's look at his squad this year, though. He first... Maybe he traded him or something, because, yeah, it's, that sounds familiar. Maybe it was the year before. Probably was. I know, he, I know he hates Lamar Jackson. Lamar's good for, like, two weeks out of the year, and then uh, then he sucks for, like, six, and then he's great for another two, and then sucks for another six. He just he pissed Jay off one year for sure, so badly, you know, and, uh, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, but... and I thought it was, it, I thought it was last year. No, I don't. I don't know. I can look it up, but oh, it was two. I'm looking at it. It was 21. He had him. 21. He had him two years ago. There you go. All right. Well, he had the first overall pick this year. Uh, Gar. Um, I guess I'll take Jay's team for. I'll take Jay's team. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, go ahead. Pretty standard with Justin Jefferson. You know, I mean, the guy. Uh, you know, the guy's gonna put out 20 points a game probably. You know, he's gonna get so much volume, so much everything. He's he, he's basically matchup proof. You can put three guys on him, he's still gonna score 20 points, 15, 20 points a game. I mean, he's that good, you know. And uh, I mean, we're to, we're we're talking. We've we've got two pretty much. I don't know. Potentially all-time receivers in the league right now with Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson might even be better than is probably better than Jamar. Which is scary is that they were on the same college team too with Joe Burrow. That's just that's that's crazy when you <laughs> think about it. Sickening, you know, right. it's just gross when you think about that. But you look at that national title team they had, and they're dropping 45 50 points a game, you know. But anyway, uh, he went, he went very wide receiver heavy. He had, uh, I know I'm looking at this again, incredible four very early, four, four wide receivers in the first five picks. 
He's got Jefferson, McLaurin, Pittman Jr., and Ayuk, uh, Justin Herbert, um, and then he follows it up with some uh, interesting running back selections, and then it kind of tailspins from there, just like a very typical typical J draft is what it is. Um, I think the ratio of wide receivers and Jaeger bombs the first five rounds really matched up there. You know, he's got a high rating in terms of potential points on Yahoo. I just don't love the squad. Uh, here's what I do like. Of course, I like Justin Jefferson, right? I like Justin Herbert. I think Brandon Ayuk is actually going to be very good this year. I do like those three. I don't like the rest of it. <laughs> so, Terry McLaurin... I just question about who he's who's going to throw him the ball, number one. And he's also injured right now with turf toe. Turf toe doesn't go away that quickly. And I'm a little worried about Terry McLaurin as a, well, rather, you know, second or third round pick doesn't really matter because he had that first pick, so it snakes back. But uh, don't love that. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. is still not a fan of that one either because Anthony Richardson is a new quarterback. The, the run game is going to be very suspect uh, now because, you know, Jalen Taylor's out of the picture. Very questionable about that one, too. And I know you and I disagree on this one because you liked this and I didn't like it at all. He drafted Javante Williams and Samaja Perrin back-to-back. I don't understand that at all because you've essentially wasted a pick. That's what you've done, you know? So I don't like drafting handcuffs early. I don't necessarily like drafting handcuffs at all. I'd rather draft a player who's going to play and not rely on a, or not rely on an injury of some sort for someone to play in, in 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 round seven. If you drop the handcuff in round 13, 14, 12, whatever it is, cool. Do what you got to do. But didn't really understand that at all. Um, otherwise, I mean, the rest of the draft is not really very memorable. Just got a bunch of, uh, you know, players because we have 15, so we have 18 people in this league. And, you know, so uh, I just, you know, I think Jefferson and Herbert are going to carry him a lot. Ike's probably going to be pretty good. I, I just don't know about the rest of it. Yeah. I mean, it was a J draft was bold. It was kind of all over the place. Um, you know, uh, and he was taking those Jager bombs all over the place too. So it really, it, <laughs> made, it makes, it made, it made some sense. Uh, and I like how Jay, you know, he, he kind of, he swings big. Like last year he swung big with the two running backs, right? Yeah. Sure. He swings big with the four wide receivers. And, you know, I, I like Jay's, uh, personnel kind of analysis. So, um, you know, these, a lot of these are guys I, I think are, have, have ability, you know, of course, Jefferson, we know McLaren has ability. Uh, we know Herbert has ability, you know, Ayuk has ability. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of Michael Pittman, uh, the fourth round 72nd pick. I mean, I guess, but I just don't like playing with, uh, uh playing and, and putting my faith in, in, uh, players, in those first four rounds, we just, you know, could have just absolutely atrocious quarterback play from the receiver position. So, yeah, uh, I mean, Pittman's not an explosive guy. He's not a burner. He's not really going to get the yards. I mean, at best, maybe he's going to get uh, some catches. Maybe he'll get 90 to 100 catches. But how many touchdowns are going to be? Where are the yards going to be? I mean, he could be at 9, 10 yards a catch, you know. I mean, so. Uh, and then Matt, Matt brings up a good point about handcuffs early. I mean, it's borderline early in like an 18-team league. But let's just let's just say it's early. I mean, I would say Jay's two main mistakes in this draft, Matt, we're not taking the tight end. Yeah. We can take a tight end until Irv Smith in the 11th, which is good for that's He's the, he's the starter there. That's a good uh, pers- personnel move. Uh, by Matt to get him. He's a starter in Cincinnati, so that's fine. Yeah. And he drafted Tunemaker in the 15th, who, again, doing deep research, that's a great pick there. But for what? For this year? Probably not. So uh, you're right. There could be some big questions at running back. I We both like Pirine. Um, you know, he's definitely going to – the problem is they'll cannibalize each other early till one emerges. So uh, he's also got those indie running backs who probably after week five or six, I mean, you would think Taylor will come back, so that will neutralize them. So overall to me, it's just a, it's a typical J team, man. He'll be hanging between six and, you know, eight wins probably. Yeah, I just uh, – you know, the Pittman Jr. pick kind of baffles me a little bit because – the guy has an opportunity to be decent, but there were so many times last year where he just wasn't. He'd pop up every once in a while, you know, but you look at guys who were, dra- who were drafted after Pittman, right? And it's coming about, let's see, one, two, end of beginning, three, end of four, early five, right? It, it's, it's coming back around. So you got guys like Vermouth, you got Brees Hall. You got Michael Thomas, J.K. Dobbins. You've got um, Jordan Addison, Mar- Marquise Marquise Brown. You got guys like that that are available. I'm just surprised. That's all. You know what I mean? Like I, I just didn't expect that at all. But look, man, I've been wrong. You know, 99 out of 100 times. You know, so what do I know? But shit, yeah, just 
It's not something I would do, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could be okay. He's got the depth to to made a pick like that. So really, it's just a question of um, to me, it's the running back and the tight end. Uh, yep. Both are uh, salvageable to me. So I could see Jay, you know, getting into the playoffs. For sure. I mean, look, the borderline playoff team uh, for me. Yahoo gave him a B plus. I don't give him that high. I give him, I, I give him a B minus. You know, because Jefferson and Herbert are going to be pretty much monsters. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I give him a B. I give him a B. There's some good personality. I give him a B. Yeah. So. All right. And, you know, I like the 11th round pick. I like the 15th round pick. I mean, I really like some of the later ones. Yeah, too, so. for sure. So, all right, let's move into our um, our GFLHQ host, okay, our beloved Pecker, okay? And, you and, know. And passionate CrossFit competitor. Passionate CrossFit competitor, hardcore conservative, uh, almost far-right conservative, which we love to hear about all the time, you know, and uh, – you know, yeah, Brian's so much fun though, dude. Brian's Brian's. He, he drafts like the crazy far right, far right fart. He does, but as he is. You know, <laughs> the funny thing is though, Brian, you're not going to meet a better dude than Brian. He really won't. You know, like Brian's just salt of the earth. You know, like he's just. I guarantee you, dude. He's one of those guys that, you know, if you ever probably need something, right, dude, dude would drop fucking everything for his friends. You know what I mean? Like he's just that dude. You know, and so that's why. Uh, oh, he canceled I, me about being hung up on his girlfriend. I mean, this is just one of the best human beings <laughs> I've ever met in my life, you know, back in high school. Anyway, but he had the I, I don't want to dwell on that tonight. I'm going through too much right now. Um, uh, yeah, you got bigger. You got don't bigger, bring back old wounds. You have bigger fish to fry. But all right, boss, why don't you go ahead and take Brian's team? That's a Jay's team. Why don't you go ahead and take his and see what we got? Um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, taking McCaffrey, he just did the buy the book thing and took McCaffrey at that yeah. point, number three. Um, coming back, he, uh, definitely did a buy the book pick with T Higgins, uh, number 34. And that's good. Uh, I'm bullish on Hopkins, Deandre. So he took him at, at the beginning of three. I, I'm actually okay. I'm actually okay with that. I think with the kind of the people that were available around that area, I, I, you know, it's doubt doubtful whether he can get back to you in the fourth. So yeah. make, make that move. Evan Ingram, um, you know, uh, he was effective last year, uh, uh, I think he'll still be effective this year. Um, I'd rather wait on tight end, but not the worst pick in the world, nor is Rodgers in the fifth. And uh, this is where it starts heading south real fast. And this is a typical Brian team. Well, he'll get some decent hitters, and then just there's no depth. And R- Brian hates making moves. And so an injury or two, and he's sunk. And he, he likes being s- – actually, my, uh, Matt, I think overall uh, – I don't even think subconsciously <laughs> Brian has the uh, maybe still the worst record uh, percentage wise in the history of the GFL. And when it's just not there for him, he just rather crash and burn and be the extremist. He is mad. He's either going to be really good or really bad. Believe it or not. So the rest of this draft is just uh, not, not good. It's just you, not you, good. Um, I can make a case in our arcane, uh, a Kanye, Kanye <laughs> whatever his name, a Kane, a Kanye oh, uh, a round pick the Miami running back. I think that's a good keeper pick. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, it totally falls off the rails besides him. And Boyd in the eighth is also a good pick, too. So yeah. after five, he's got his eighth and ninth round picks and just nothing around that. No, he really has nothing. You know, I, I uh, it's funny. Brian's actually over 500 in the GFL, believe it or not. He actually is over 500. He's 70- it's amazing how bad he was before the merger. Oh, his overall like, winning percentage would not yeah. be anywhere near up there. It was one of those where it's like, Brent, you almost wanted to play him every year. But no, C-Mac has been, uh, of course, is. Can he stay healthy is a big is a big question. T. Higgins, you know, I understand why you dropped T. Higgins right there. That's actually where T. Higgins was drafted last year, right around that area too. But you know, T. Higgins is one of those guys he will just frustrate you sometimes because he's supremely talented, really good player, right? But sometimes he goes off for 40 points and sometimes he goes off for four. You know, and that's kind of, you know, that, that, that fluctuation really drives you nuts. Um, I actually think he, he might have missed an opportunity. In four and five. He's got Aaron Rodgers as QB. He picked him in five. Okay, that's fine. You know, but he's got, let's see, one, two, come back, three. That fourth and fifth, fourth and fifth round is kind of back-to-back almost, right? I think he could have yep, grabbed. Five picks apart. Yeah, I think he could have grabbed Ayuk right there, right? And then ended up really with a strong wide receiver. No, Ayuk was already gone. Jay got him. No, 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 because, no, what I'm saying is he could have gone with Ayuk in four, right? Got yes, yes. You know, and then come back around, and I think Ingram still would have been there in five, you know, uh, like at that point. I think he could end up with both of them. And and then Aaron Rodgers, he could have picked up a, 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 what is it, a quarterback like Jared Goff or 
uh, or somebody else in six, that were, or Kirk Cousins maybe, or I can't remember where they went. But I'll look at it. He could have picked those guys up and really solidified. If he would have done that, dude, his team would have been really freaking hard to beat with a with a wide receiver tandem of Higgins, Hopkins, and Ayuk. That's dangerous, man. That's real dangerous to play against, you know, especially with the reports that people are getting this year. And then you got Ingram. Uh, he could have knocked out of the park with his first five picks like that. It would have been, it still would have been, you know, three receivers tied in a running back, but he would have ended up with uh, some kind of quarterback that's halfway decent in six. Like like I said, a golf. Rodgers still may have been there in six. I don't know if he would have been or not, but he still may have been because I don't think this league was too crazy about him this year. So I think he missed an opportunity there. But I don't think it's the end of the world for him because, like you said, the rest of the draft really falls off. Kadarius Tony could be good, but the guy hasn't proven yet to be able to stay healthy. So, uh, you know, I do like Tyler Boyd, but I mean, think of it this way: think of the receivers he'd have on his squad if he would have ended up drafting Brandon Ayuk. Right? He would have Higgins, Hopkins, Ayuk, Tony, Boyd. I mean, these are good receivers all through all through the first eight rounds or so. You know what I mean? So, uh, I just think he missed an opportunity, but. At the end of the day, good team. You know, uh, it's a typical Brian team. It's going to be hit or miss, you know, like always. And uh, he's got a C on Yahoo. I would probably give him the exact same grade. I'd probably say he's about a C. That's why. Yeah, I'll give him. And I was being harsh on the later picks. That's just my uh, impressions of a full draft. No, he's got that top end talent. So, you know, I give him a C plus. Just yeah. Just fill it in around it. Good enough. For sure. And I agree. There are a few guys. I mean, we could have gotten a Derek Carr, Geno, a Goff, uh, something like that, quarterback. Yeah. Course, so. I think in, in any of those guys would put up probably similar numbers at the end of the season to what Rodgers is probably going to do over, in, over in, with the Jets. So I uh, just think he missed an opportunity right there. But, you know, um, that's – that's I guess I'm kind of nitpicking a little bit, but that's that's what I think is – I don't really know if it's nitpicking, but it looks kind of glaring to me in terms of the opportunity that he missed right there. But he can I mean, he can certainly make up for it, obviously. You know, so. Yep. Uh, we'll see, but it is the Packers, so I'm not banking on it. Not, uh, you want to go to want to go to Steve here? Let's go to Steve. I auto drafted this team, so we're not gonna really recap it too much. I don't think. Um, no. Plus, I only have 20 percent battery left, Matt. So we got to uh, just, so we just a move. little bit. So we got to move. Uh, you know, like, like I said, you know, Steve's always gonna take Mahomes if he has him early. Okay, he always does. Then the last three years, he's got him Mahomes again. Uh, DK Godwin, Jerry Judy, that's a pretty good receiving crew right there when they all get healthy, you know, so, uh, and he's got Fermuth, but he's got no, very little, if any, running game, is what he's got, you know, so he's got Brian Robinson Jr., who I had last year, he's okay, uh, yeah, he got shot in the leg last year, so he got some issues there, obviously, but, um, I'll tell you what, though, Steve's got... (laughs) Steve might have the deepest wide receiving group in the in the league with his auto draft. With he's got DK, Chris Godwin, Jerry Judy, and Traylon Burks. Those are four good receivers. I mean, they're not two of them aren't healthy right now, but four. Of, I mean, when they all get healthy, that's four good receivers right there. You know, so um, you know the rest of the draft is fine. You know, you got some. Yeah, I just think you know I, I look at the first five picks, and that's kind of. Kind of for me, makes or breaks your draft, it makes or breaks your league, uh, you know, your league performance for the year. But uh, since it's an auto draft, kind of hard to say what Steve's really thinking. But uh, he did give me his stuff, so um, I'm happy I didn't really have to think very much in terms of what Steve wanted to do this year. But Steve's going to be in it every year. I mean, when you got Mahomes and those three receivers, um, you're you're going to be set up for a pretty good um, a pretty good season. Absolutely. So yeah, looking at that running back depth, you've got Brian Robinson. Um, it's so funny you didn't want to make a running back selection because in our when we do auto drafts, just so the, the public knows here, you have to tell us, you give us your rankings and tell us what uh, in each round what position you want to take. So I can't believe you have. I wonder if that was a mistake to hold off. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't, and I say mistake meaning maybe he didn't mean to do that, but he did. Uh, didn't draft a running back till the sixth. Got a good one in, in Robinson. So uh, I think he'll be okay running the ball, just not much of a receiver. And then after that, he's got. A good deal on Penny in the 13th. I just can't believe he's just not drafting, writing down. The, I guess he didn't write down to draft any running backs, Matt, till 6, 13, and 14. Unbelievable. I, yeah, I followed his uh, I followed his list to a T, man, at least as best I possibly could. So, uh, you know, he didn't have many running backs down there, man. I, he just had, uh, from what I can remember, he, you know, I, I just followed his picks. and Yeah, and it's so more. interesting that he ended up getting three three that, you know, should all be getting at least eight carries a game or Halfway more. Decent. so. Like, Brian Robinson Jr. is kind of like the new Damian Harris, you know what I mean? Because he's going to be heavily reliant on touchdowns, and he's going to he's not going to catch the ball very much, but he's 
you know, he'll have games where he scores a couple, t- couple one-yarders and he ends up getting about 20 points or so. And then he'll have his games where he only gets about four points because he just can't move can't move very much, you know. So uh, it'll frustrate you a little bit. But, you know, um, it's not a terrible pick if he can average between eight or ten points a game for his, uh, his running back. Because, you know, DK, Godwin, Judy, Vermouth, and Mahomes are going to get him, of course, a humongous chunk of his points, obviously. You know. Yeah, no, and what my point is that Rob, Rob these are all good uh, picks, and Robinson yeah. should be. I mean, if he pans out, it's going to be a twelve to thirteen point a game guy. So I, I'm going to probably pick Steve to make this auto draft team to make the playoffs. Now that I'm oh, for sure, without a doubt. I, I, you know, with Mahomes, it's kind of hard for you to miss the playoffs unless you just have. Yeah, and Steve, that's such a Steve thing. Yeah. Uh, our uh, our DC Hammer here, his team name, Stephen Polgrove. He always <laughs> likes. He's, he seems like you know he does well, so he's been picking at the top of the draft for a while now. And so every every year it seems like maybe what three in a row now, man. He's drafted Mahomes. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So all right, Garlando. Right. Anyway, this next? Is, I'll take him. That's that's gonna you analyze your own squad, my man. Give it. <laughs> give us the. Oh answer. well. Matt, I'm just, you know, I know we're going to pick the playoff teams real quick at the end. So, you know, be thinking about that, especially as my phone's on probably 17% battery now. So be be thinking about that. <laughs> so we already know two of those eight playoff spots. So, no, you, uh, why don't we do, why don't we do ourselves last? Okay, Let's focus on the public at large. That's Let's fine. Go so, to Grog. Let's move over to Grog because he's got to be pissed right now. Uh, with the Kelsey news, you and I talk about our teams every week. So if I'm running low on battery, you know, we got to get. Let's get everyone else in, then we'll. That's fine. If we have time for our own teams, great. If not, no, not. And we could finish it. We could finish it next week too. You know what I mean? We can lead it off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Right. Grawl, I'll, I'll, I'll analyze this. Um, uh, you know, Kelsey had a big scare today, so he's probably going to miss a few weeks. Never gets injured, but one of the reasons I want to stay away from him and and Cup, Matt, was injury. So Cup's having hamstring issues, and Kelsey's older, thirty three. So I want to stay away from mm-hmm. stay stay away from that. Um, he should be back hopefully pretty soon, though. For Graw, I like Graw's team. Alave in the second, good pick. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I think, is um, you know a, a good pick there. I'd rather, you know, if I wasn't going to take Lamar, I would have waited. I would have bypassed Lawrence, but I don't think he's not a good pick. Uh, I like Mike Williams. It's just a very stable pick in the fourth round. Dobbins, I like that in the fifth round. Gibson, I'm not a huge uh, fan of, but uh, he's going to be contributing, and uh, he could be usable. So uh, he's just so darn inconsistent. Yeah. Hasn't fulfilled any of the potential. Warren's got some potential, but Harris is there, and he's got Damian Harris, who kind of overheard Grawl. I think I was coming back to the bathroom talking him up. I just don't think Harris – I'm biased. I have Cook, I just don't think Harris is going to be much. So hopefully I'm not playing this clip back as a blooper uh, at the end of the year. And then Stafford in the ninth can be okay. Without Cup, though, it's going to be tough. Yeah. I think Big V and Dell are really good picks in the 10th, 11th. Fant's a good pick in the 12th. The Charger defense I liked. Ridley is a keeper in the 14th. Certainly a playoff team for me. Maybe the best Maybe the best draft. You know, I, I'll, you know, I actually, looking at it now, I'll give it an A. I, I like his team a lot, to be honest with you. I think it's a very good PPR team. Uh, without a doubt, Kelsey, of course, is just gold. Usually speaking, now might be out for a few weeks, might be out just a week. You never know. Uh, knee hyperextensions are are tricky. You know, is there anything wrong in there? Of course, we can speculate. Who knows? But he's um, on a Alave man. This guy, every place that I've read about research is pumping this guy up. I was thinking about taking him in too, to be honest with you, but. Uh, I had to go ahead and, and you know alter my strategy a little bit, but I was really considering taking him in the second round because uh, the guy's supposed to get thirty percent target share. That's almost coming up on Devonta Adams, kind of Aaron Devonta Adams, Aaron Rodgers, you know territory. It's a little bit less than that. I think he got like 40 percent of the of the targets, but thirty percent volume, man, is <clears throat> that's a lot. You know, I I uh, if it's me, if I have any criticism it's taking trevor lawrence in three that's my that would be my criticism is because yeah it's nitpick i still think it's it's nitpicky nitpicky. it's it's completely nitpicky i just if i have to criticize it all it's taking trevor lawrence there i think i would have punted on that position and waited till just a hair later because trevor lawrence i understand why he did it right because he's got calvin ridley so he won the stack so i totally get why he did it all right i just don't know if i would have done it because i think he could have you know even got stronger uh, either he could have probably gotten stronger at running back, potentially could have gotten like potentially could have gotten stronger at wide receiver, uh, whatever the case may whatever the case may be. But I completely understand, and actually I don't disagree with taking Trevor Lawrence. I just don't know if I would have done that. That's all, you know. And 
Uh, of course, whatever I would do is is what you should always do, obviously. Okay, but uh, <laughs> that's why we're here and they're there, without a doubt. Okay, so I I, I really like the draft though. J.K. Dobbins, I'm not crazy about. I'm, the guy's never proven that he can be healthy, you know, throughout an entire season. So don't know how much you're going to see there. But Antonio Gibson should provide him and Jalen Warren should provide some pretty good uh, PPR um, safety floors, right? I mean, probably anywhere between eight and ten points a game, especially Jalen Warren is more productive than Najee Harris. Uh, from last year, not even, you know, with um, with yards after the catch, yards per carry, just more productive. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that, you know, I know they say they're going to give Najee the ball a lot, but uh, I just have a feeling that's going to end up being kind of a 50-50 split eventually, you know. But uh, Jacob Dobbins, like I said, not sure how he's going to do because can he stay healthy, but the other two guys are going to be just fine, you know. So, I again, I think this is probably Gar, assuming Graw's best team I've ever seen him have. Okay, and if his guy Ridley as Ridley as a keeper certainly helps. Of course it does. Uh, I think if he can get Kelsey Hunt healthy again, which I'm sure he will be, um, dude, we're talking about a team that can make the final four this year. I really think he can. I think he's. I think yeah, he's yeah, he'd be my he'd be my favorite right. Yeah, now. I think I think his team is that good. I think it's a really good mm-hmm. team. Very, very true. Okay, take your take your brother now. We we'll sure. both give him a, probably pretty much A's. It sounds like so. Yeah, def- uh, yeah, yeah, A A minus B plus uh, just because of the Trevor Lawrence thing, but. Um, that's being nitpicky, man. So definitely, yeah. probably a minus. So uh, go ahead, go ahead with your brother. I'll just, I'll just fill it in a little bit. I'm sure you'll do a good job. Joe, all right. So uh, Joe did well, actually. I was surprised at how Joe did. But Joe I like the team. Well. I think he's uh, my yeah. my fifth. I think I'm at five GFC playoff teams. So I, I a lot of it's going to depend on Jamar Gibbs, right? And that's where it's going to depend on. How his I, team I'm a does. believer. I'm a believer. I am too. I, I drafted him. I drafted him in one of my other leagues. Um, kind of did the same kind of um, thing that Joe did in terms of waiting till about the third round to go ahead and do it. Uh, you know, I, I look the Lions last. You know, is he going to be a great rusher? Don't really know. Okay, but what I do know is that the Lions last year were in the top. I think top ten, top eleven of a team that that threw the ball to running backs and that's where his thing's going to be you know what i mean he's going to be really he's just lightning fast lightning quick out of there dude you know and so that's kind of that um Diggs and waddle are going to be great i would not have taken waddle personally i would have gone olave instead that's what i would have done um but i don't think you're going to go wrong with that because you know i would have taken olave because he's going to be the number one guy in on the saints whereas terry kills the number one guy in miami you know, so that's the only thing I would say about that. And I talked to Joe about that too. He said he was kind of torn between the two, uh, but you know, you're not going to go wrong with either one of those guys. And uh, I don't love George Pickens, to be honest with you. I think he, you know, uh, George Pickens. My only issue, my issues with him is that he had great numbers last year, but he only had like a 15% target share, which isn't that great. And he never had more than eight targets in the game all season long. Didn't have any more than six targets from week six on. And he was in like the bottom of the wide receiver rankings, you know, for separation last year. So he's going to have to get contested catches and touchdowns to make himself any good if these numbers hold up, you know, like for last year, you know. So that's kind of my pick. That's kind of my my problem with him is he doesn't he doesn't separate from his defenders, and he doesn't get much volume, you know. So if that changes this year, then great. But that's my big concern with him. So Joe's going to need George Pickens to do well. Uh, for his wide receiver core to really kind of take off. You know, that's the whole thing with him. But, uh, you know, with Jared Goff, Jared Goff's going to be like the Kirk Cousins, I think, moving forward because he's going to get a, he's gonna throw the ball a lot. You know, he just just will. And after that, man, you got Dalvin Cook, Sam Laporta, Jawan Johnson, and you got a bunch of uh, very Joe kind of guys like K.J. Osborne, Robert Woods. So it's not a bad team at all. I, I think if Jamar Gibbs comes good and ends up, you know, vaulting himself in kind of like a – uh, first round pick category for next year based on his performance this year. Joe's got a solid team, and so I think Joe can really. <clears throat> I don't think Joe's got a winning team like a championship team unless he makes a trade of some sort. But I think Joe can get the playoffs without a doubt. So you're basically saying, uh, you know, after a certain round that he just drafted a bunch of Joes. He drafted like. a bunch of Joes, yeah, a bunch of bunch of Joes, yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about those bunch of Joes. I do like uh, the squad. You know, Waddle versus Alave, I thought was obvious. Just look at Waddle's stats, Matt. Uh, yeah, he only averaged 10 yards of catches for his first year with 104 catches. That was not the Waddle last year. He averaged a lot less catches a game between four and five instead of six or seven. But he got an average, instead of 10 yards of catch, 
18 yards a catch for 1,356 yards and eight touchdowns just shows you the offensive change that the, that the yeah. Dolphins went under last year. So that is true. I, I can see why Joe was torn now. I wouldn't have been, but I probably should be. So uh, Pickens was very efficient last year as a rookie, average 18 yards a catch, 52 catches, 800 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, he's, a, he's 6'3", so uh, Matt, great stats on the separation. So he just uses his physicality kind of like Hopkins mm-hmm. looks like, and he's a little bigger. So let's see if that pans out for him. Yep. So overall, I like the team. Going later, Laporta uh, is already supposedly one of Goss favorite targets as a tight end, rookie tight end. The rookie tight ends have a history, and Matt had some great stats of like only a couple guys in the last 20 or 30 years tight end-wise have gotten over 700 yards receiving. So uh, it's always dicey with rookie tight ends. I do like Juwan Johnson, who I liked a couple of years ago, uh, didn't do much, but had good write-ups in the training camp uh, and really came on stronger last year. So those are two good tight end picks to wait on tight ends in the 7th and 8th. I really sure. credit him for that. Um, KJ Osborne's not a bad pick in the 10th. He wasn't a keeper, was he? No, no, no. Jordan. Oh, yeah, that's good. Mostert's great in the 11th, and uh, Wayndale Robinson's not horrible in the 14th. So, yeah, definitely my fifth uh, playoff team here. I'll give his draft a, uh, a B plus. I think for Joe drafting at 12 and knowing his apprehension of drafting anywhere before, like he loves to draft either early in the draft or late in the draft. I'm talking like top three picks or bottom two, right? So knowing his apprehension for drafting at 12, I'm actually going to give Joe like a, like an A minus just because I know how much he hates drafting there, and I think he actually did a really good job compared for for where he was at, you know. So I agree. I you agree. Know, and um, you know, because as I've said in this league for a long time, you don't really have to do well on picks six through fifteen. You can do okay if you hit one through five out of the park. You're going to win the league. You just are, you know. And when he won the league, he ended up knocking one through five out of the park. He had like one through six out of the park or something like that. So. Uh, you know, again, I, 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 you know, Waddle and Alave, I just like number one receivers on the team, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about Tua's ability to stay healthy, you know, and, and, um, so that's why I would have gone Alave, but like I said, I don't think you can't go wrong with either one. I just, the one I would have liked more. And I think and Joe was torn between those two guys, you know, and so he chose Waddle and I don't think he's going to be disappointed though, either way, you know, with, with his selection though, you know, I don't think he will. But um, yeah, very true. We should have a should have a really really good year. And for uh, sure. Now I'm just kind of looking at his team now for the final time. Yeah, I think I'm going to give him a playoff spot. All right, Matt. Let's quickly do the Bringles and then try to get to you and me. I've got 10 percent batteries. I got about I don't know 10 to 15 minutes. All right. So let's see. So let's get through this. Why don't you take Trent because I just took Joe. So go ahead and take Trent and I'll take Troy. And if we can if we get if we have enough time, great. If not, then we're all set. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we could finish us. We could just finish up us next week, and that'll be fun to do that at the beginning of the show next For week. For sure. Okay, so I'll take uh, Trent here. You're saying so we got the Adams family, and so uh, we kind of alluded this to this last week that you know we were going to get to the Bringles this week, and we made the joke that one of the few years Troy has not been at the draft, one of probably the only ones, and so. You know, with six kids, sometimes it's just hard to make make the time for anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's going on right in front of you? So we get it, but at the same time, GFL karma's real, guys. And these drafts, Matt and I were not impressed with. So look no. at the friends. We got Devontae Adams in the first round, fine. Mark Andrews, he was he was the guy that picked Andrews. I don't think very many of us would make a pick of Andrews that early of 22, and he did. Connor could be a volume guy, but with what offense, no. you know? And so sure. he was... 50 uh, picked in the third round, and uh, can he even stay healthy as a history of not being? Cousins in the fourth round's fine. Lazard, I mean, you know, Rodgers likes him, but Lazard just doesn't have so much separation ability. He's never had really big years. He can get some touchdowns, but um, not a horrible, horrible pick there in the fifth round, but just not going to do much for you. Kamara in the sixth, <laughs> maybe some value there, but, you know, I had him last year. I'm biased. I've drafted him number 15 last year. I think he's pretty not washed up. I mean, in the sixth round this year, he's going to miss a few games. Not a bad pick there. Knox in the seventh. You wonder how much Kincaid's going to cannibalize him. Uh, Buffalo in the eighth. I do like their defense a lot. They added to it in the offseason, so they are one of the top defenses. Hardeman is a keeper in the ninth, pointless. Uh, Garoppolo <laughs> in the tenth. Garoppolo in the tenth is a is a fine pick, and then you know kicker in the eleventh. Why do that? Chuba Hubbard, Sir, Sterling Shepard in the thirteenth. Actually, not, but you know, he'll get a good two games out of him. Now. Yeah, he'll uh, be injured within. Not, not, so there's just not much here. Um, you know, he'll win some games, three to six, but that's you know it it is what it is. He's yeah. a young kid. He had a great first year. Struggled last year, even though we both liked his draft. And so, Matt, I guess this is the year we don't we don't like the draft. Yeah, we don't like watch, it. Watch him, do, watch him do well. Right, <laughs> exactly, right. I 
I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling to see where he's going to do well at because Devonta Adams, yeah, he's fantastic, but he's also got the worst quarterback he's playing with in terms of his skill set, right? So Jimmy G's not really a guy who throws the ball deep. Uh, I, 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 he also has he also has issues with how the direction of the team is going. Uh, it just doesn't look like a very good situation over there. That's one thing. Uh, Mark Andrews is is, is a, he's an elite tight end, right? But uh, when you compare yourself to Kelsey, I, I don't know. He, Mark Andrews would have gone in two to somebody, right? But I just don't know if I would have gone with him. That's early in the second. That was my point. Exactly. Yeah, he would have gone end of two. You're right. He's very early in the second round to get, especially when you've got guys like Keenan Allen, Jalen Waddle, guys like go after you, man. You you gotta you gotta snipe those guys early. But uh, yeah, James Conner was a is a is a he's a touchdown dependent guy, man. Especially you're right with what offense. But the one that the one I just can't wrap my head around is out is uh, Alan Lazard, just because. When you're drafting in the fifth round, right? When you're drafting a receiver in the fifth round, I'm always looking at upside. Like guys like Jordan Addison, right? Upside. Guys like Zay Flowers, upside. Guys like Cortland Sutton could be upside as well. Alan Lazard has been the opposite of upside his entire career. He just doesn't have it, you know? So don't understand that one at all. I um, don't love the draft. Uh, I think there are going to be some games. It's funny. He's going to be in games because Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson is going to be a lethal combination, right? So he'll be in games. And Kirk Cousins has finished as a top 12 quarterback the last three or four years. I just don't know where the – and Mark Andrews is going to get his volume as well. Devonta Adams is going to get his volume. So he's got three guys that are going to keep him alive. But the rest of them, I just don't know if they're going to do it or not, you know. So uh, I don't I don't think it's a playoff team. I think it's better than last year in terms of – Finishing like second to last or dead last or whatever it is, but um, I don't know if I'm, I'm saying he's going to be like you know eleven or worse. Is probably what I'm looking at in terms of placement. You know, so yeah, I don't like it. I give it a D D plus. Yeah, I mean, and that's maybe being generous. Yeah, they see <laughs> they uh, what you call it? Yahoo gave it a C minus. I give it a D plus probably, and that's probably where I go with on that. You know. All right, Matt. Let's do Troy, and then uh, yeah, let's do let's lead next week. Uh, with uh you know what we think about our sure. what we think about our teams and we'll factor in week one too yeah we'll factor that's in all this That'll and work. then we'll we'll choose the play we'll, we'll choose the playoff teams after looking at week one since it's really week one teams can lose and you know it and doesn't really affect it's almost irrelevant uh, week yeah. yeah so i think we'll i think we'll be good with that so you take take troy here yeah. and then i want to i want to be better safe than sorry because you know what happens on riverside uh if you leave early yeah, it helps us get re- our rss signal but we know it doesn't provided for us so i don't want to drop off the call for sure so <laughs> and disappear from existence well troy took derrick in the, the first uh derrick and jalen hurts back to back can't argue with those picks to be honest with you at that position because yeah he was the last pick in the draft okay um really hard to argue derrick henry's still an elite running back even though uh he's very volume dependent he's probably he's 29 30 years old he's probably on his last legs right now um still made 16 games last year made me played every game last year i think to, for the most part so um I I don't see a problem with this, especially in a very run-heavy offense. You know, I don't see an issue with that pick. Uh, I, I mean, if it's me, I don't trust it because Derrick Henry screwed me over badly when I had him. His only injury for the rest, you know, that took him out for the whole season happened to be the year I had him. But, um, you know, Jalen Hurts, man, is uh, that's the quarterback I was targeting, to be quite honest with you. I mean, I was hoping that I'd get Jalen Hurts as opposed to Josh Allen. But, uh you know, Jalen Hurts is a beast, man. He's just he's a beast. Now, here's where it goes. On. Here's where. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm laughing at you. I'm laughing at you because I remember, I remember when Troy texted me. He texted me. This is around three and four. He texted me, Adam Thielen and Cole Komet. And I said, are you, are you serious? <laughs> and he said, yes. Cue the laughter, you know. And uh, and how many times through the years have we laughed at Troy's picks? And he's, he's the last one. He gets the last laugh. Yeah, man. He, uh, I don't... Troy's the most successful manager in history. You know, he's the only one that's won two since the merger. He's yep. won about six overall in the 27-year history of the league. Almost yeah. a quarter of them. I so. just don't see that happening Got to give him some year. props. But. Uh, I mean, dude, his receiving core is so bad. Like, we're talking Adam Thielen, Cole Komet. I can't imagine those guys being three, third, and fourth round. I mean, we're talking Cole Komet, one, two. The first pick of the fourth round, Cole Komet, okay, is what we're talking about. All right, that's. Oh, I thought you meant the other Cole Komet, like around six or seven. No. I didn't know you were talking about this Cole Komet. Yes, that, that one. So, uh, this is. Uh, I don't. Adam Thielen was a third round pick, like. 
four years ago, and now he's closer to a seventh or eighth round pick. With he's just not doing it. I don't even. Is he even on Minnesota anymore? I think he's in Chicago. I think he's in Carolina or Chicago or something. When when you have six kids, Matt, you just become a time capsule. I know. I think we saw this at the beginning stages of this uh, draft. I don't mind Cam Akers in five, but he's already got Derrick Henry and Jalen Hurts, who are both going to run. He needed receivers here. You know, he went with Juju on a bad Patriots offense. You know, Ramondre Stevenson is the only viable piece of that offense. You know. And then he's got Brock Purdy and Marquez, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, I mean, he's got Pacheco. This is what I don't get. He has Pacheco as a keeper in 11, which is great, okay? But he's got Derrick Henry, Jalen Hurts, and Cam Akers, all who run. He should have loaded with wide receivers, just loaded. He can have had a great Derrick. opportunity after those first two picks with Pacheco also to really do that. It really did, you know. And, and, and the third and fourth round should have been receiver, receiver. Absolutely. Not and I say receiver, receiver, not named Thielen. Had he drafted Derrick Henry and Jalen Hurts and then found himself with like a Deontay Johnson and George Pickens back-to-back, dude, he'd be set, man. I mean, and then he's, you know, he'd be dangerous. But he went with Adam You know Thielen. how high you are in Pickens, Matt, after your earlier. Well, draft. for what was available. For what was available. <laughs> I, I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just you know, kidding. And but, I have 5% battery, so just know I'm kidding. Okay, yeah. I'm kidding. So, anyway, overall, uh, I'm going to cut it early just because it's that's what it's worth. He got a D-minus with Yahoo, got the worst grade in the draft. I'd have to agree with that. Be, you know, first and second round pick are fine, but, uh, yeah, struggled after that badly. So... Yeah, but yeah. and I uh, for this draft, I mean, I, I told Graw somehow Troy's going to patchwork this together. He's got that firepower with Henry and Hertz, uh, Acres, Pacheco. I mean, those are good guys. He can't play all three running backs, unfortunately, but maybe he, can, he doesn't usually trade a lot. But maybe he can work a trade. I mean, I just think somehow Troy's getting six or seven wins. Definitely not a playoff team. I'll give him like a C plus draft, but sure. that's being generous because it's Troy. Yeah, well. Go. We're gonna go ahead and cut it. When I say early, it's quote unquote. I mean, early. we could, Matt. You could maybe, if you want to give, uh, you want to do a, a minute and a half on each of us. Nah, you know, you, honestly, you take, I don't want to. I don't want to shortchange because I know you and I are gonna okay, talk then, for a while. Okay, we'll go more into it. Then we'll go more into it next week. Yeah, that's fine. And uh, we'll kind of start with that, uh, which will kind of be, in a way, I think, have some uh, reviewing of the week one also. And then we'll actually get into yeah. week one and then, you know, look at week two as well. Isn't it great to be able to get back into the, into Dude, the actual season great, analysis, yeah. Matt? I mean, <laughs> we, I could fill 10 useless minutes of hot air on Apple Podcasts uh, talk. Um, but, I mean, to actually have some real football talk and real football going on. Uh, as much as the audience uh, liked all that uh, uh, dead air about Apple, <laughs> all the spoofs, everything we write in, the, the kind of sketch humor we write in, I think they're going to enjoy some football as well. Absolutely, and also at the same time, we'll have a template. We'll, we'll have our certain thing to talk about. We'll have our own teams to analyze, you know. But uh, I want to cut it, make sure the guard doesn't lose his spots. So that way we don't lose this whole thing. So I don't want to um, be, like Doc Brown said, the race from existence. Exactly. So I'm, I'm checking out, and we'll talk. I'll talk to you guys next week. And Matt, will let Sports Center since – that's what I played to lead us out in episode 34, uh, the cult classic. Since no one's getting to hear that unless they really have mastered the dark web, I'm going to lead us out with uh, – or exit us out with that. Tonight. That'll work, guys. Set your lineups, and we'll see you. We'll, we'll see you next time.